0: Hey ICC Church, welcome to winter and welcome to another Sunday online and I'm just so grateful that you guys are pushing in with us and just doing this and staying connected with us. I'm so grateful for all the great messages that come up and thank you for your support because I know that we're not perfectionist at this and we're just learning this and um, and by the time we kind of got a handle, we're now already talking about going out of it, but I'm just so grateful that we've got a family together and that you've just linked in with us and stayed tuned with us, even on um, some of those shocking um, sound systems that we, used, we gave and you were so supportive and um, just as we just went through some of these issues. So I'm grateful for you to just stand in with us and um, so thank you for being part of ICC at Home and this new world that we're going into, but I just want to speak to you this morning from a place that God's been really stirring in my spirit. Um, so I'm going to pray and then we're going to kickstart into our sermon this morning. So Father, we thank you. We welcome you into our homes, into our houses, into our kitchens, into our offices. Father, you know where everybody is. There may be someone in a car right now, God. You know where exactly they they are right now, Lord God. And they tuned in for a reason. Some of us are doing it because that is what we do, God. Our lifestyle is a church, com- a church commitment, and that is to to come to the church, to wherever that is. And some of us are being there because it's Sunday, but some of us it's Saturday. Some of us it's still Saturday morning. God, we're still connecting to the worldwide kingdom of heaven. So Father, we thank you and we welcome for your presence to be in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone shout. Amen. Amen. So I want to thank you that you're staying with us. But I want to really start to shift a gear this morning. I really feel that the church, that we as a church, as ICC, the restrictions that have been placed here in Australia are really limiting. And for us as a church, I was meeting with one of our guys here at church and he said, this is actually not a COVID uh, virus. This is an anti-church virus. And it really set because everything that's coming is restricted to who we are as a church, our freedom to sing, our freedom to worship, our freedom to wor- uh, just to pray. It's been very specific that there are restrictions. But do you know what? It's only a time and a season because you know what? The Bible spoke to me in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. It says, you intended to harm me. This is, the wo- this is what the word of God says. You intended to harm me but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And I began to see that, wow, what the enemy meant for evil, maybe your translation says, God will always turn it for good. So even through this whole COVID, yes, lots of bad things have happened and we're so broken that we've had to lose so many friends and family. We've lost a people that I've known and heard of that have have had to suffer greatly through this, and we've been praying for so many people with the actual virus. So it's nothing that we just pretend is happening, that it's not we're exempt from it. It is happening. It's real. But the Bible told me whatever is happening that is bad in your world, turn and see me and find me. And he says, I will accomplish what I have called to do. So the virus isn't from God because anything that kills and harms people that is not because we serve a God of love but God says whatever the enemy per- permits to have is bad God said I will always bring goodness in so this morning i want to speak to you icc i want to say we need to expect the God that loves his creation the God that loves his house and his kingdom we need to begin to expect that the God that we serve is about to come and he's coming and the bible says that many will see their lives saved. I just think that when we come out of this and these church doors actually open, the church that we left is in the past because we're coming into a greater church, a stronger church, a more fervent church. When we go to worship, we're going to go hard into worship. You've learned in your own personal time to find God. I love you, church. You know why? Because you've all learned to self-pastor yourselves. You've learned that you don't need to chase the next great conference or the next great speaker that comes. You've all learned to push in, to hear God for yourselves. When you couldn't tune in and wait and church wasn't the same, we didn't have the atmosphere around it and you've been pushing in to find where God is speaking to you. So thank you for just finding God in the most remote of places in your homes and in your workplaces. So you know what? We as a church are so much stronger than what we could have ever been had COVID not actually come in because we were forced to find God in the word, not wait for the next great preaching, but we were pushing in in places and in times that we could not get there. So I want to speak to church ICC Church as the foundation, but wherever you're coming from, let's lift up our expectation for the church that is coming out after COVID finishes. We don't accept normal. We don't accept normal. I spoke to you the last time I spoke that the word normal means it's standard, it's conforming, and it's average. And under ICC, we can never be Standard, conforming, or average. If you've ever had the opportunity to ever be in our church, you would see that we are not an average, standard, conforming church. Our church will just go on, and we've just, when the Spirit of God shows up, we could be here for hours. We just can't do normal. But yet the world is calling bring us back to normal, give us our things that are back to normal. But then my Bible tells me that I should believe that blind eyes will be opened and lame people will walk and tumours will be destroyed and the broken marriages can be restored. That's not normal. So I can't say, take me back to normality. Let's just go back to doing church. It's not church that we want to be doing anymore because I serve a miracle working God and in this season, we are about to see God at his greatness. So, I want to start to speak to the next season of our church. We have to lift up with expectation. We plastered it across our background, we've had everybody come. It's time to begin to lift up our expectations. You know, Kathy has been anointed to be able to speak into our atmospheres, and she's been labeling our seasons. And I've just been so blessed because I've to know that there's a banner that says, Come on, Morella, begin to expect great and mighty things. I read from Paul this week, um, Romans chapter 8, verse 18 and 19. It says this, and he'd gone through a lot when he wrote this. He said, I consider that what we suffer at the present time cannot be compared to all the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. So Paul's saying, church, the way we knew things to be done, and this is after Christ had passed away, he said to them, consider everything I've been through, and he'd gone through so much at that point. He said, I consider that what we are suffering and what I've suffered at this present time is not even compared to the glory. And and, and the New King James says, the glory that will be revealed uncovered in us that is going to, so the world is going to watch. And it says, for the creation awaits eager expectation of what the children of God will reveal. So the world is watching uh, us as a church. Who are we going to be? Are we going to go back to normal? Are we just want to go be sitting back into our pews and just lifting up our hands and worshipping? No, because the world is watching us. Listen to me. The greatest weapon that you and I, that we can have, in the second part of 2020, is staying in the expectation under the spirit of expectancy. The greatest weapon we can use against the enemy is the spirit of expectancy in this second half of 2020. So the spirit of expectancy says this, I actually don't know what next looks like, but I do know that God is moving right now. Expectancy says, I know something's coming, but I don't know exactly what's happening. And that's why I wanted to say to you, we, the Bible says, for the creation waits in eager expectation. We don't know what post-COVID looks like, but we know that there is something that's brewing in the spiritual waters of God. So I want to say to the enemy, oh, you better get ready. So, you know, you know the first part of 2020, I know that Tawana spoke about just, you know, some people, their regrets, like so many of us were planning travel. So many of our church was going to be overseas this year. I've been meeting with you guys and so many were sort of supposed to be traveling the world and doing things. And what happened in the first part of 2020? And I know we started off this year with such excitement and such joy. And I don't believe that that has just been killed and put aside. I don't think we were wrong. I think it's just being put on a bit of a pause. So the first part of 2020, it took us by surprise. That's the reality of it. You know, for a certain time, we were hearing about something that's breaking out around the world. We heard about a virus that was becoming harmful. But in Australia, being the great country that we are, we we're a little bit more, oh, maybe it'll come, maybe it won't hit. We were a little bit more reserved. We didn't take it necessarily serious. And then all of a sudden, It started to happen here in us. But, you know, as I began to reflect on my first part of 2020 and I've had a big year with business, with work, with church, with my family, personal life, all these things have just been thrown into six months only of 2020. And it did take me a lot of surprise by what was going on. But I actually felt that the Holy Spirit said to me, the way that we faced this first part of 2020, the the first way we went in and kind of felt taken off guard by what happened, is the Holy Spirit said to me, that's how the enemy feels when the children of God rise up. He knows that something's coming, but he's just not sure what's about to happen. Remember, we feel we heard something was coming. We were getting, we weren't sure, but we were, and then we were taken off guard. He lives in that place of, ah, something's going to happen. If the church moves in this, then he's just got that, that anxiety because he's the father of anxiety. So he lives in anxiety going, if the church gets a hold of it, he is actually sitting in that place where he's not sure what is about to happen. He knows that the church is getting excited, but he's not sure if we're going to do it. But he's anxious in case we do do it. So I really want to begin to say, church, let's get him nervous. Let's get him really unwound and get him sorry let's get him wound up and go oh my goodness the church is about to step into a spirit of expectancy that means they're ready so he is going to take what we went through as blindsided he's going to be blindsided by the church that has just been exposed see because he thought well I can imagine him just gloating going every church every church on the planet has been shut down But what we did as a kingdom is we then opened our church, our TVs, and we put cameras on, and now everybody had access to it. And the Bible talks about everybody is going to hear the word of God. So what he tried to do is harmful. God just said, I'm just speeding it up and bringing it suddenly in. So I want you to begin to step into this second part of 2020 with a great spirit of expectation. So the dreams and the things that you hold, held, I want you to hold on to them. And I want you to pull them out in 20, part two of 2020. I want you to pull them out and go, they are still alive and well. They are still there. You know, we, we spent the last couple of months last year putting in, in our buckets the, what, the dreams and desires, the prayers, the supernatural dreams we had. I want you to remember what you put in those buckets. We haven't removed the buckets. We've just put them aside. They're coming out and we're still believing that even in this time, you're going to see them ticked off. I want to read to you this morning a story in Acts chapter 3. It's about a lame man who was born crippled and every day The Bible says that every day of his life, he would get carried out to the temple and out of of front of a gate called Beautiful. Let me read to you Acts chapter three, verse two. It says, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried out to the temple called Beautiful, and he was put there every day to beg for those that were coming into the temple courts. He was actually being seated at the front of church. A beggar every single day of his life asked to be put out the front of church. In verse four or three, it says, then Peter and John were about to enter and he asked them for money and Peter looked straight at him. And so did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention. The Bible says, expecting to get something from them. He was expecting to get something from them. Verse six says Then Peter and Peter said to him, silver and gold will do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Taking him by the right hand, they helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. I want to just speak to you just for a couple more moments. That he sat there and the Bible said that he gave them their attention expecting to get something from them. Now let's just break this moment one sentence down. Even though he was asking for help, there was a spirit of expectation in him. Do you know the truth is, why did he go sit at a church? Why didn't he go in different places every day? Maybe why didn't he go at the beginning, at the end of the markets when people maybe just give them the loose change of what they didn't spend? Why didn't he go to the richest suburbs where he knew the people that were more wealthier could give? Why did he sit where he sat? Why did he choose that? He could have said whoever picked him up in the morning to put him there, he could have said, let's try this suburb, let's try that. But the Bible says that, no, for 38 years of his life, he said he sat there. And when he saw the people of God, because they were Christians walking in and out, he sat there and the Bible says that he gave them his attention expecting to get something. Now, he could have sat anywhere to get money because that's what he was there to do. But I actually believe what he was doing, he was saying, I've heard that you people go into the temple and have a faith that I actually don't have. So I think there was something about his posture saying, I know I can get money from everywhere, but he was asking for something else. He was expecting more than just money because he could get that from everywhere. So his posture was saying something. ICC, what is your posture in this moment? What are you choosing to do? Are you choosing to hear the anxiety? Are you choosing to say, please take me back to normality? Or are you in a posture of expectancy? God, I don't know. I don't know what is happening. I don't know what my world will look like in part, 20, part two of 2020. But I do know that you are God and you are sovereign. I'm here to tell you expectation. That means change is coming. You know, before Jesus left this earth, he spoke to his disciples and he started to prepare them. And he spoke to them, he's saying, listen, a change is coming. I'm not going to be with you anymore. And he talked about his death. He said, and he talked about, listen, things are going to change. And he actually spoke to them about normal for what is right now is going to change. But when I leave... When this happens, I want you to understand, begin to expect something greater is going to happen. And he begins to talk to them. He says, that when I leave, greater things will you do in my name? And they were like, what do you mean greater things? We've, we've been living with you. We've been seeing you. And they just wanted things to stay normal. But Jesus said to them, if I stay normal will be this. But if I leave, something great is going to happen and you are going to go out in my name and greater things will you do. And I began to thought, you know, so many people have taught on that scripture of, of what, what does that mean? Does that mean we can do greater things than what Jesus did? Is that's impossible? But I actually believe that when he spoke about that scripture, He said to the disciples, what happens is that when I leave, I'm not just abandoning you, I'm going to bring a part of heaven into you. And he said, go. And he spoke to the disciples, he said, I want you to go into the upper room. And he spoke to them and he said, go to the upper room and when you go to the upper room, wait there. He didn't say to them, listen, go to the upper room and wait for a day or a week or a year. He just said, you need to wait. So he began to teach them that there's something in the waiting on God that something great was going to happen and it was going to be the transfer of the Holy Spirit that was going to come upon them. So they did it after the great loss of Jesus. They left and they, they buried him and then they had the resurrection and they saw it, but they remembered as together they went. And the Bible says that they did what Jesus had asked them and they went to the upper room. And the Bible doesn't say how long, the Bible doesn't say, tell us that Jesus gave them a time of expectation. We didn't know if this virus was going to last a month. A, a two months. We didn't have, we, we're wanting to go back to normal in a couple of months, but people are talking about that this is actually going to be here for quite some time. We're in a bit of a limbo waiting period. So, as Jesus said to him, when I've gone, when I'm done, I want you to go to the upper house, upper room, and I want you to wait. Because there's going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to come. Part of me, he said, is going to come down and it's going to come down and it's going to live in you. And then when you walk out of that building and when you walk out of that upper room, you are going to be different. You are going to be changed. The Holy Spirit is going to be living in you. And he's trying to say to him, I'm in the flesh. But once I've gone and life has lived out its story on me, you are going to walk out with an empowerment that you're not going to have unless I leave. So I wanted to speak to COVID right now, and I know that it's an enemy's disease, but I'm just going to say how grateful I am to say that what God has been able to do through what the enemy has brought is that we're going to come out of the waiting period and go with greatness we're going to go out with testimonies we're going to go out with stories we're going to go out with revelations that we did not have and when the power of the holy spirit fell but before the power of the holy spirit fell the bible says that people went into the upper room we don't know exactly how many people were there's a list of the disciples that are going there and there was women in there the bible says but do you know what i wonder how many people went well when is this holy spirit going to come when is this going to change what are we waiting for I wonder how many people were like, well, I've got a business to run. I've got to get back to normal. I wonder how many people left the upper room and just walked out and just said, I, I can't wait here because they would have said, I don't know how long this is going to take. The boys had no answers. They didn't know. They were just in obedience to in expectation of what Jesus had promised them, that the Bible said that it was a promise from heaven, that the Father had promised them. So they didn't know how long. They ended up only being in there for 10 days when the Holy Spirit fell and, they, and it came with, uh, with tongues of fire But do you know what? We don't know how long we were going to be in this. But are we just going to be like, oh, I don't know how long. I need to run a business. I need to run back to my normal life. I need to go back to it. But if the Holy Spirit is saying, can you just wait? Just wait. Because what is about to come is going to be so much greater than whatever has been seen on this earth. And history tells us that when great things like this have happened, history has been changed and revival has broken through. So I know that we are speaking into a season that we will not be ready if we want to go back to normal so i need to break that desire of going back i want to start a desire of expectancy of great and mighty things the holy spirit came and he unleashed himself and it says that in acts chapter 2 it says that he came and tongues of fire came and they began to speak in many tongues and there was such a fulfillment and there was sounds of crashing with like they just it was nothing that they'd ever seen before and the people that had chosen to leave did not get to experience that. Do You know, at one point someone says something to me, are you fearful that people won't come back to church because they're getting, they're getting comfortable with being at church and being in their pyjamas or sitting in their lounge rooms and drinking? And I was like, yeah, possibly. I've, I've enjoyed being able to be comfortable and not having to wear my heels or whatever. But I, that will never replace what is about to be seen inside the building. Being in the place of seeing people healed in the name of Jesus, where we will see that we will lay hands on people and things are going to be changed immediately. Like we're going to see tumours drop off. We're going to see blind eyes open. I know that we are going to see in, you can't see it, but we've got an an entrance door for wheelchairs here. We're going to see people come in with wheelchairs, but walk out of our doors, walking on their own two feet. We're going to have to find out what to do with wheelchairs. We're going to, this is the church that God is saying, because greater things will you do. In my name. It's the name of Jesus that we're going to proclaim. It's the name of Jesus that is on the throne. It is the name that is above all names. It is above COVID 19. It is above normality. It is above everything. It is the God that we serve. And He is about to blow out the church and about to see it at its greatest. Something that is going to change them. So, church, I want to ask you please place yourself in a place of posture of expectancy, just as that man did. And he sat there on that one day, Peter and John came into his life and he never sat on a mat again. He walked and his testimony Then became the thing. He's like, you know me. They'll be like, where do I know you from? Yeah, you know me because I used to be the one that sat at the temple gate beautiful every day of my life. But this is me now. And we're going to be ready to hear those testimonies. So you're going to be hearing them. You're going to be hearing of people suffering and people, and you're going to be, I know what you need. Because I know a God that expects you to walk in health and wholeness. This is what we do. We serve. Our church is going to grow, exponentially understanding that we are not the building. We are the church of God. But we come together. The scriptures say that in unity. See, even Jesus said, I need you to go to the upper room. And as they were in unity, you will be able to sit at home. We're praying about how God keeps this online stuff happening for us. We're praying about that. So let me just pause in this and and do a little bit of an advert. Church, get ready to serve. We need you because the world needs you. We need you to come and help us. Do you know what? Holding a camera, lets somebody else do something. It's not minimal to the hand of God and to the kingdom of God. We need you. We can't do for what the harvest is doing. But the Bible said that the workers are few. You know what? And that is a reality. We're going into a great church. We're going into a bigger church, but we need everybody working. So please, can you put yourself in a posture saying, God, I don't know what I can do, but put your hand up and I'm telling you, We will tell you what you can do because none of us in ICC, which I love, we've never been about perfection. We've been about the heart of serving the spirit of God in this place and that people have an encounter. But we will strive to have that spirit of excellency. So please put your safe place in a posture of servanthood and say, God, I want to serve the greater kingdom. How do I do that under the banner that you've called me to be? And there's so many people that are serving on different platforms. Maybe you sense right now that God is saying, you know what, I, why don't you try this? It's just just stepping up. If we all work, this, this can multiply so much faster than what we could ever imagine. But there were posture. See, where he was showed, I once was lame, now I walk. And it was all because of his posture of expectancy. And it wasn't the money. he expected. The money fixed his problem for the day. It didn't fix his life problem. And what we're going into in 2020 you need God and you need your testimony and you need your miracle. So God is going to see you through it. So ICC, what about if we bow our heads wherever we are now, as I ask for the spirit of expectancy to come across? So, Father, right now, I believe, Holy Spirit, as that man sat beside the gate beautiful, as he sat beside the church door, Lord God, he had the spirit of expectancy. He taught us, Lord God, to expect great things By just being in a posture of expectancy, God, we can testify of great miracles that are going to come our way. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in control and that what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to bring goodness and greatness and ferventy, Father in us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are great and mighty and that you are still in control. Ready ICC to step up into the spirit of expectancy. Let's do second part of 2020 inside, outside, anywhere. We are the church. We're ready for you to step up to what God has called you to be. God bless you. Have a phenomenal week. Don't forget to tune in to Zoom on Wednesday nights as we still come and we collectively unify and pray and just meet all these platforms as we just begin to see the unfolding of the next church that God is going to bring. God bless you, church. Amen.